With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're back tomorrow with all the, uh, all the regular stuff for a football Friday. And, of course, all the stuff as we get ready to preview Game number one of the ALCS as the Yankees and the Astros meet. Somebody who covers the Astros down there in uh, Texas and for Fox Sports uh, South is uh, former Yankee reliever Mike Stanton, who joins us now. Mike, Mike Francesa on the fan. Welcome. How are you? Mike, long time no speak. I'm doing well. Nice to speak to you. Mike, of course, the longtime Yankee reliever who... If you go back to 2000 against the Mets, won two games and had a big hand in the third game in that series against the Mets. So uh, that seems like just yesterday, right? <laughs> you know what? It really does. And to think that, you know, that's 17 years ago, it's uh, kind of shocking. It really is when you think of it. You know, do, do you have a, do you have a more, you know, you had a great series. You won two games. You had, uh, uh, I know, a part of, the, uh, of a big say, you know, hold in that other game. Um, mm-hmm. what, what's your recollection of that series since it was such a good series for you? Well, it, you know, really what, what got me the most was I think I ended up going, I faced 16 batters, got 16 outs, um, threw the ball extremely well. But, you know, when people ask, you know, what, what did I, you know, I faced the same guys, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, I could, Joe kept putting me in there against guys, you know, Timo Perez, right. guys like that. And, you know, I was uh, I was throwing the ball well at that time. So no, it was it was it was fun. Um, you know, the thing that surprised me more than anything else, Mike, was with the police at police escort. How close the stadiums really were are together. It, you know, it very close. Time at all. Very close. Absolutely. And that series. And when you have to cross that Triborough Bridge and go across the Major Deegan, man, it takes. You know, at best, it takes a half hour. But with that, uh, with that police escort, man, it was like ten minutes. You know, you had gotten the, you know in that in that last game. The thing that's uh, you know amazing about that was uh, to this day, if you see any of the any of the particulars, uh, if you see Piazza, if you see Bernie, you see any of them, um, the ball that ended the series, everybody, you know, the everybody thought. You know, it was going to go out of the ballpark. You know what I mean? I mean, including Piazza, including Mo. Yep, everybody, everybody thought you know the ball was going to go out of the ballpark. Mike, I didn't. I don't know how many times I have. It happened a couple times, but it didn't happen very often. Mariano actually flinched on the mound. Mike hit that ball so hard that Mariano. No, it was anywhere close to him, but he hit it so hard that you know Mo flinched. And uh, heck, that just shows that that. That cool, damp air in New York, that ball didn't even make it to the track. 
Yep, and Mike always said that in April and in October, you could hit it out there in left center and it wouldn't go anywhere. He And That's that right. ball, he said he couldn't hit a ball harder. And everybody said it to me. And they, they could not believe that ball didn't go out. And if folks remember, that was Andy for seven, Stanton in the eighth, and then Mariano in the ninth to lock up that series, which was far more competitive than people think. A lot of close games there in that five-game series, including a couple of crazy games in one and two. Uh, and Mike Stanton was a big star. Now it's the Yankees off last night and this Astro team. So uh, give me the – we know this team – has athleticism, has power, has youth, has has studs at the top of the lineup. I mean, at the rotation. Uh, give me a couple of thoughts here. Like, in this very powerful lineup, who's the guy, Mike, that you wouldn't want to pitch to if you're the Yankees in a big spot? You know, bases loaded, two out, runner on second, two out. The obvious guy people are going to think it's Altuve. Is it Altuve or is it somebody else? Mike, this is going to shock you. No, it's not Altuve. It's not Springer. Correa, you know, Correa has had some big hits. He can put together a pretty good at bat. But the two guys that I would not want to face if I was if I were Joe Girardi and the Yankees, uh, Alex Bregman and Yuli Gurriel. Everyone, Both of those everyone guys, says Gurriel is the guy. Huh? He's the guy. Is the tough out right? I've heard that a couple of times. Gurriel is a guy who's tough to pitch in a big spot, right? He is. He's got such great plate coverage. The guy that I recollect his swing to, and you'll remember, was Juan Gonzalez. Oh, really? Just ridiculous plate coverage. I mean, you throw the ball you know, an inch or two off the plate away, he covers that ball like it's middle. Um, he can get to the ball inside. He's a rookie, but, Mike, you got to remember, this guy's 32 years right, old. Right, he, he was a big player. He played international baseball right. for a very long time. So he knows how to keep the situation, how to keep himself calm in situations. And Bregman is the same thing with that short little swing that he has. It's got power in it if you, if you make a mistake up in the zone. But, you know, he'll take a soft serve to right to drive in a run. And, and those are the two guys for me that have been very consistent over the year in, in making those, those adjustments. But listen, you don't score 900 runs without your whole lineup hitting. And the way this team got on a roll in the division series offensively, you know, they did this a couple different times during the regular season. They are very tough to pitch to. Once they start stringing hits together, and the one one last thing, we'll go to the next question, Mike, that this team does that really no other Astro teams that I can remember, they don't strike out. This team was the uh, had the fewest strikeouts anybody in Major League Baseball this year. So you, you put the power and the contact together, and now you can see why they score so many runs. We're talking with Mike Stanton, the Yankee reliever, who had a wonderful career in this Yankee bullpen. And the Yankees, people talk about the bullpen now. The Yankees won in the late 90s for a lot of reasons. The biggest reason, and they had great gamers, Bernie and Derek and those guys. The Yankee bullpen so many times would shut teams down for four innings and allow the Yankees to come from behind. That team, you could count 20 games where the Yankees came from behind in the last four innings and the bullpen did its job inning after inning. And it was so many different guys like Stanton and Weathers and Graham Lloyd and, of course, Mariano and Wetland for a time and down the list, Ramiro Mendoza. But And, and this bullpen's obviously big now. And, that, and let me get to that. Obviously, there's Verlander, obviously, and he was great for you guys. Were you surprised Verlander, Mike, came there and pitched as well as he did? 
Uh, a little bit, especially those first couple starts, Mike. And, and the reason I was was because, you know, being someone that was traded several times in my career, that first trade, whether you know it's coming or not, man, it can throw you, it can throw you in a tailspin. It can throw you for a loop and just because your whole world has just been turned upside down. And for him to be in that, in, in Detroit for 13 years, you know, having his roots grounded there, his only organization, you know, I thought, I, I, I really thought that, you know, maybe that first start or two, maybe not struggle, just, you know, kind of be a little too amped up. But once he got on the, once he got on the mound, it was just another day at the ballpark. And he, he was outstanding. The five or six starts he's had for this, uh, for this Astros team. I mean, he has been, he's been as advertised, if not better, really. And and Keuchel has owned the Yankees. Now this Yankee team's a little different than the one he he beat and embarrassed in the wild card game a couple of years ago. That was an old tired team. This is a different team. Uh, but Keuchel's not going to give in. And clearly, Cleveland had a very good, uh, really a very good game plan for a lot of the series on the Yankee hitters. They mystified Judge with the curveball. Do not throw him a yep. fastball in the zone, as everybody knows. I mean, I don't even know if you could throw him a fastball in the zone. I mean, he could. <laughs> that's one thing. He does devour fastballs in the zone. If Now, he'll chase, he'll chase one high, but the curve has killed him. I mean, as you've seen, the curve has killed him. Will Keuchel, in your mind, be as efficient as he's been in the past against the Yankees, or is this lineup going to be very right-handed, maybe give him a little, a little more trouble? Well, you know, Mike, I can I can really see it go either way, and and for Dallas, it's really any pitcher. But for Dallas, you know, being a guy that doesn't throw overly hard, you, you know, he needs to go strike one. And if he's getting ahead in the count, if you go back and look at those games he's pitched against the Yankees, is he getting the ahead of the count? They're going to have a tough time against him because his breaking his curveball is a plus pitch. His changeup is outstanding. Um, you know, he can move the fastball in and out. You know, the only problem he has is, is if he gets, if the zone gets a little tight or if he loses his concentration, which he's done a couple times over the last, you know, month and a half or two months, um, you can, you can score some runs against him. But, you know, I'll tell you, I know he doesn't throw hard, but if he's getting that, that good two seam fastball, he's getting that sinking motion, you know, he's the best ground ball pitcher in Major League Baseball. And, you know, if he's getting those, it's next to impossible to get underneath it and lift the ball if if he is uh, if he's got that good T-seamer working. So look what Mike Stanton, who follows the Strohs now uh, down there uh, at the Yankees uh, in Texas, they're going to they're going to have a workout in about an hour and a half uh, and to game one tomorrow night. Yanks haven't named a starter yet. I think it'll be great. I mean, they could go a different way, but I think they'll save Tanaka for Game 3 at home, I would believe, but they haven't announced yet uh, the starting pitcher. Obviously, we know who it'll be for the Astros. How do you how do you see them stacking up the pitching behind the big two, Mike, in this series, considering the Yankees? Will they do anything out of the ordinary because of the Yankee lineup, or will they, uh, what, what, what will they do behind the big two? Uh, I think they'll stay status quo. Charlie Morton will, he will, um, you know, he threw well against Boston. Actually, there was a lot of people that were kind of surprised he came out when he did. Um, a lot like CC against Cleveland that first, uh, early in that series. Um, and we'll have to see, uh, you know, Brad Peacock was really their most consistent starter all year. Now he didn't throw the ball terrible against Boston. He didn't go very deep. But it's a little different being a seven-game series, and now you actually play three games in a row. 
than the five-game series where you never have three games in a row. So a little bit more onus on the bullpens because of that situation. Um, but we'll have to see because I'll tell you, Jeff and Jeff Luno and A.J. Hinch, they play it pretty close to the vest. If they're, They don't let anything leak very much. And you know who the first two are going to be. But I, I, I think odds on favorite are probably Morton and Peacock or Peacock and Morton in either, in either order. How about the pen, Mike? Uh, what would you say? Give me your your, your overall uh, thumbnail on your on your on the Astro pen. I mean, uh, is it a pen that they can can dominate? Is it a pen? I know it's got different kinds of throwers. I know it's got a couple of different guys there, but I'm familiar with a couple of them. Uh, we've seen Davinsky. We know Gregerson. But tell me what what's the good part? What's the shaky part of the pen? Well, the, the good part of the pen is there's crazy diversity coming out of there. I mean, uh, yeah, you only have the one left-hander in Liriano who it took him a little bit of time to get used to the relief role, but he threw the ball pretty well probably his last uh, 10 or 12 outings before the postseason. Is now, he, he only left had on left? Outing. Can he pitch an inning or is he left on left? He, well, he can do both because okay. he's got the change up for the right handers. Okay. He's got the breaking ball for the left handers. You know, Liriano is the same guy. Right. He's got good stuff. Yep. He's got to throw strikes. Gotcha. You know, there's, there's no, see, if he's, if he's putting the ball in the zone, he's going to get, he's going to get out. Um, and who's you the know, guy, maybe, if you need a strikeout, where are you going for? If you got second and third and you want to get, you got to strike somebody out, where are you going for a strikeout? Well, it's either going to be Davinsky, which he might as well be left handed because I think lefties hit like 113 off of him in the regular season. Right. Uh, right-handed, it very well may be, um, Joe Musgrove, you know, the, the, the former starter, man, he has just flourished and he has, he has worked his way into one of those main back end of the bullpen roles. Is he a hard, is he you a know, real hard thrower? Yeah, he's, we've seen up to 97, okay. you know, he's 94 to 96, has some nice sink, has a really nice slider, big, big dude's got a good downhill tilt. And what he does, maybe better than anybody on that staff, including the starters, do those strikes all the time. And actually, that was one of the problems he had as a starter was he would get two strikes and still throw strikes. Um, but as a reliever, you know, that's, a, that's obviously a big thing. You know, Gregerson still has the nice slider. It's been a, an up-and-down year. Um, but I, I think the, the biggest strong suit that A.J. has in that bullpen is really the diversity because no one throws the same. Everybody's not a hard thrower. Everybody doesn't have the same breaking ball. You know, that's one thing you see from a lot of bullpens now. You know, everybody throws 95-plus, but the stuff may be similar. Now, that's that's not the case for this Astros pen. And do you have enough depth to go along? Can, can he go, you know, you know the Yanks can go get guys in the third inning with all the depth they oh, have yeah. in this pen. Can the, can the Astros go get guys early in the game if they have to? It's not their strong suit. They need to have, you know, their starting pitchers go five innings, gotcha. maybe six innings. Gotcha. Um, you know, but it's not really – they do have guys that can give you length. You know, like I said, Musgrove is a former starter. He can go out there and give you two or three innings. Right. Davinsky is a former starter. Same thing. He's a multi-inning guy. So you have even, uh, even Lance McCullers, who he might be the wild card in the rotation, you know, because he actually threw the ball, especially those first couple innings against Boston, he threw the ball pretty well. Um, you know, he's a guy that can give you length, being a starter himself. So they do have some arms that can give you some length. But, you know, just like every team, 
you'd like the starters to get into the fifth or sixth inning, and then the bullpen sets up nice behind them. Uh, we're talking with Mike Stanton, the Yankee reliever who does the games, uh, who covers the team down there for uh, Fox South. Um, Mike, uh, defense good everywhere or somewhere? Uh, we, we, I, we know where it's good. We know we know there's a couple of guys who we, we know their reputations. Overall defense very good on a team. Any weak real spots on defense? Not really, not really. I mean, the only one you could point to that maybe early in the season had some issues was Guriel at first base, but he's done a lot of work over the summer to make himself probably above average first baseman. He's not great. Everywhere else is um, it's pretty stinking good. I mean, the outfield is ridiculous. You know, Reddick is a, gr- a gold glove guy in right field. Springer's diving all over the place in center field. Um, left field, it's probably going to be Marwin Gonzalez with some of the injuries. Now he doesn't have the foot speed, but you know, he's, he's at least average anywhere they put him and, and AJ can put him anywhere. Bregman is very good at third base. Correa is very good at short. We know about Altuve and the right. gold glove. So there's, there's really no issues behind the dish. They don't throw overly well. Right. They don't, um, you know, they, they don't throw a whole lot of guys out. Now that's not all on the catchers. Right. That's on the pitchers. Uh, also. As is. And the Yanks don't run that much anyway. I mean, Gaudi will run right. a little, a if guys. Mm-hmm. in there a little, but they won't run that much anyway. You know, this will be a home run series. You know that. I mean, that's just the way yep. these teams are built. They both hit a ton of home runs. Uh, we're talking with Mike Stanton, and you know your way around championship teams. We know that. Uh, is this team ready? I mean, are they have they grown up now to where they, they they think it's their time? I mean, the Yankees clearly are ahead of schedule. They got some veterans, you know. They got plenty of kids. It's kind of like we're comparing a little bit to '96, although that veteran bench in '96 was unbelievable with Strawberry and Fielder and Boggs and guys like that. Yeah, they don't right. have that, but. Uh, they don't have much of a bench, but the, I mean, Holiday will DH. Uh, but is this team, is, is it now? Is, are they mature and they're ready now? Or, or are they still learning their way around the postseason? No, no, I think they're ready. I think, that, you know, the game has slowed down enough. A lot of these guys have at least a little bit of postseason experience. Um, I, and, and, you know, getting through that first series with Boston, you, you know, as well as I do. That can be an extremely hostile situation Absolutely. there at Fenway Absolutely. Park. And yep. I thought they handled themselves pretty well, especially in that last deciding game, you know, giving up the lead and then coming back late. You yeah. know, what's, what the strong suit of this team has been is kind of like the Yankees also. It's really been their offense. And, you know, their offense has bailed them out a few different times. And if um, the way they're, you know, it's all about timing. The way they are, the way they've been swinging the bat, and we'll see these, uh, few days off are going to hurt him in early in this series but you know when this team gets on a roll man they're they're tough to get out you know Beltron's been one of the great postseason players ever I mean he is you know he's been magical in the postseason how big is his role now on this team right now well it's pretty much a bench role but I think probably where he has his most importance is you know on the bench and in the in the in the clubhouse. Gotcha. You know, just, just being one of those veteran presence guys. I mean, you know, character is, is absolutely through the roof with everything that has happened down here in Houston. You know, he's really been the first guy to step up and he had the issues in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, I've become even a bigger fan since I've been able to cover him with, you know, all the stuff he does, just the character of the man. He's a classy guy. And, he always has been. Oh, yes. it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 and I knew that going in, Mike, but to see him, 
you know, to see how, how, what he really does and, and how hard he really works off the field and the charitable contributions and everything that he does. It's, um, it's, he's, he's, he's pretty impressive. He's impressed me thoroughly, but I think his biggest, his biggest, um, value is really, you know, on the sidelines. Now he can still put a good at bat together. You right. know, the bat speed isn't there, but if he gets, you know, he gets a fastball out over the plate and he's looking for it, he can still do some damage. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy who, uh, as people know, is got 16 postseason homers. He's been a guy who has been a wrecking crew in the postseason when he's been in, even the year he was at the Mets, he hit three homers in the series. And we know with the Astros, he was unbelievable in the postseason. I mean, he's been a tremendous postseason player. Yeah, yes, he has. And, and I think there's a, there's a lot of information that these guys have tapped into when it comes to, you know, dealing with, uh, dealing with postseason stress, you know, because that's, that's really what it's all about. It's about, you know, can you belittle the situation and, uh, you know, turn it into just a regular ball game? I mean, is it, well, listen, no. you were good at it. You're a guy who was around great teams. You were very good at it in the postseason. It, you know, I asked Bernie once, and I said, why were you so good in the postseason? You know, why were you able to get so many big hits? And he said, I was able to slow the game down in the postseason. You have to slow the game down and relax. And he said the guys who can do that are going to do well in the postseason. Now, you just said the same thing, slow the game down. You were very successful in the postseason. Is that the key to being good in the postseason? I think it is. I think it is. I mean, the, the one thing that, that players that can perform in the postseason, what they, have, what they figure out is the game doesn't change. Once you go in between the white lines, you still got to throw it, you still got to hit it, you still got to catch it. The only thing that changes is everything that's outside the white line. The media coverage, the television coverage, everything, you know, the fans going nuts, all that stuff, yeah, that can be, that can be overwhelming. But, you know, really the game itself needs to be your safe haven. You know, by the time you play Major League Baseball, you've played, you know, thousands of games in your life. So that really should be, the place that you go and go, okay, now this sounds familiar, especially, especially in the, up until the world series, you've played all the teams anyways, in your league play, you may have played the team in the world series. So it's, you might not even be a new opponent, but you have to be able to, in my, what I, what I like to say is belittle the situation. Just my job as a pitcher is to execute a pitch. Job as a hitter is to hit the ball hard, put the bat on the ball. You do stuff like that, and and you have that mindset. You have a better chance of succeeding than going out there and you know your your, your chest, your your heart's jumping out of your chest, and you're breathing hard and everything. It's not going to be able to succeed that way. We're talking with Mike Stanton, the former Yankee reliever, uh, about the Astros. You know, it wouldn't have been a surprise, Mike, if the Astros had thought they were going to see the Indians. I mean, the Indians were 32-4. and They had set records in September. They're up 2 nothing in the series, and now here are the Yankees. So it wouldn't be surprising if they were preparing. Are they a little surprised that the Yankees are here? I don't think they're surprised. I, I think that, you know, the Yankees, they knew that the Yankees were a quality club. Um I think it's it, it might be a little bit more of a surprise just the simple fact that um, they got through the Indians. I mean, the Indians. You know, I felt like the Indians were the best team in the American League. I think we all season. did. Yeah, we all did. Yeah. And I don't think that that's. <laughs> I don't think that's even a stretch. Um, but so you know what what does that mean? You know, once you the regular season means nothing. Once you get to the postseason, it's who gets hot. And the way the Astros have been able or the 
the Yankees were able to, to put together that three-game run, you know, that makes them very dangerous. Yeah, you know, was that, you know, was was that, would it have been a tough game to come back and play a game five? I mean, was it a big deal that they won and closed it out on the road in Fenway? Was that a big deal for the Astros? Well, I, I, I think, yeah, they could have come back. I mean, you know, they actually played better this year on the road. But again, you know, the regular season doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah, I think they could have come back because you're going to have Dallas Keuchel going at home, and he's been outstanding over his career at home. Um, but, you know, in a game five, you never know. And that's why, uh, you know, Cleveland really needed to close the Yankees out in game four. It was just so you, don't, you go to a game five and it's not, uh, you know, all bets are off. That's why I think you saw John Lester in the Cubs series yesterday. Was Joe Madden was trying to close that game out in four games so you don't have to get to the pivotal game five. Is the as the Yankees arrive there today, and as the world will be watching it starting in uh, you know tomorrow night, is is Houston back to? I don't want to say normal yet, but back to pretty much life as they know it, where we wouldn't see a lot of remnants uh, of what went on, or is it still a, a, a place that needs a lot of work? Oh no, it, it's a place that needs a lot of work. It's going to take it's going to take months, if not a year, or maybe even longer before some of these people are, are back to normal. Now, you're not going to see any remnants of it just because, you know, around the ballpark and in most of Houston, you're okay. But if you went to the, the flooded part, which is west of Houston, south of Houston, yeah, there's still devastation. It's, it's, it's going to be a long, drawn-out process. There was so many houses and so many buildings that had flood damage. There's just not enough people to, to work, not enough contractors, not enough material to get everybody back whole again. Unbelievable. Wow, so that much it's damage, crazy. huh? Really was that you know, did you did you stay in town for that for that whole thing? I was. I was, but I lived well north of town okay. and you know, we were you know, we were blessed. I we didn't have any issues whatsoever. Obviously, a lot of the people I work with at ATT Sportsnet, you know, there's several of them that have water and then just friends in different parts and really what's crazy mike is it you know it's almost any low-lying areas had issues and you know in some cases i mean we we heard we, you know we've heard rainfalls of you know 45 50 inches of oh rain in a matter of just a couple of days i mean it's it was it was it was pretty extraordinary the amount of rain that actually fell Listen, well, thanks for a couple of minutes. Appreciate it, Mike. Uh, good to talk to you. Thanks hey, for your time. Mike, good Thank talk you. to you, buddy. My pleasure. Wow. Mike Stanton, there you go. There's a thumbnail sketch on the Astros. And if you look at them, what you got was they have top-heavy starting pitching with Keuchel and Verlander. And they got a pretty good pen, but it's not the depth and the quality of the Yankees. But they are absolutely loaded, loaded as far as their lineup from top to bottom. And if you look at the numbers, you'll see. Uh, but you heard what everyone's been saying. He gave you two guys that you got to watch. Not Altuve, not Correa. Alex Bregman, the third baseman, who played very well against the Red Sox. And Yuri Gurel, uh, Yuli Gurel, the Cuban player who came over and has been, he's 33 years old. They said, everyone says, the toughest out on the team and one of the toughest outs you will face Anywhere in a big spot, and he hit 529 uh, in the postseason. 529 with an OPS of 1.261. So Yuri Yuli Guriel 
uh, the first baseman, they said, is the toughest out on this team for the season. He had 18 homers, 75 RBIs, and batted 300 uh, for the team. If you go down the list for this team from top to bottom, you have McCann and Gaddis. You know, McCann had, had what you expect, 18 home runs, 60 RBIs. You know he's dangerous. You had uh, Altuve, who had an MVP-type season, who this year had 24-81, 346, had a 950 on uh, OPS. You had uh, Correa, who missed time, who in 400 at-bats had a 941 OPS, 24-84, but he only had 400 at-bats at 315, so he put up very big numbers, and he only had 420 at-bats. But... Marwin Gonzalez, a guy you might not hear a lot about this year. 303, 23 homers, 90 RBIs. George Springer, who I know you've seen and remember, uh, and George Springer, who's a very, very good player. Uh, 34 homers, 85 RBIs, hit 285. Josh Reddick, another player, uh, 13 homers, 80 RBIs, hit 315. They had a lot of guys like that top to bottom. This lineup doesn't have a weak link in it and even has basically Beltran is a pinch hitter. And the guy's one of the top postseason players of the generation. They have a lot of offense. They're going to beat you with their offense. They're the number one offensive team, I think, in almost every category. Back after this. 